Hey, hey guys, welcome back to another week. Um, if you're a man, I'm going to go ahead and give you a chance now to grab a pen, a paper, open up your notes, app, whatever you have to do. And if you're one of my ladies, this will probably be the most validating episode that you've listened to yet. If you read the title, you already know what we're talking about this week. But just to get into it, I asked 3,000 women, 3,000 single dating women, what gave them the most ick, the most like turnoffs when it comes to dating, and this is what they had to say. I want to preface this by saying that this was done by women who are, like I said, single, dating, dating men, dating women, dating all genders, but this is the topics that came to mind when they thought about dating men. And if you're bothered by some of these, they might pertain to you. So I'm sorry in advance, but we're going to get into it. I really, really tried to narrow this down to 10 because I really wanted to keep it like simple and really narrow it down for you guys. But there were so many, I just couldn't do it. So we're going to do the top 15 because that's literally the least amount that I could do. There were, I mean, hundreds of comments. So I narrowed it down to 15 and we're going to start from the least talked about ick, the one that doesn't seem to bother women all that much to the number one ick that bothers almost every woman. And I think you guys are going to be shocked by what it is. And if you're new here and you've never listened before, my name is Destiny. I'm a mother, a podcast host, a business owner of Hot Mama Fitness, and a domestic violence survivor, which I've talked about on other episodes of this podcast. Here we talk about everything from personal growth to gym content, everything in between, tell embarrassing stories. And if you're here for the gym content, you can find me on Instagram and TikTok. I'll link it in the show notes below for you. But for now, sit back, relax. We're going to dive into some of this audacity because as my best friend loves to say, if there's one thing that men have, it is audacity. So starting off with number 15, this is the least mentioned ick, but it still made the list. It was still on there. So number 15, unsolicited dick pics. I'm honestly surprised this one wasn't higher on the list than what it was because there is nothing worse than when you're sitting there trying to have like a self-care night or like I've got my cute little charcuterie board going and you get an unsolicited dick pic, right? Like we're sitting there not bothering anyone, trying to enjoy our evening and we get this random hot dog sent to our phone. That is such an ick for me. I mean, I can't even tell you how much that bothers me because it's like, what went through your head that made you think that like, we would want to see that. Men, you have got to stop doing this, <laughs> especially if we've never initiated like any type of sexual interest. I feel like as women, if we don't express like that level of interest first, don't assume, don't assume that we just want to see your business, especially like right off the bat. You know what they say, when you assume you make an ass out of you and me, so just don't do it. Stop sending us dick pics. I promise you, if you send an unsolicited dick pic, you will end up in the group chat. So just don't do it. Anyways, number 14, talking too much during sex. When I saw this one commented, it seriously was so funny to me because I've had this conversation with my girlfriends before and I knew that I wasn't the only one who felt this way, but I think it all boils down to like preference too. Obviously when you're getting into it and like someone starts talking in a certain way and like setting the vibe, setting the mood. That's one thing. But like, 
if you're starting to get into it and someone is just just will not stop talking, like asking every five minutes, like how you're doing or like how it fit, like stop doing that. I saw so many women comment that that was an ick for them and I can't blame them because I personally have been in that situation where it's like, you just want to enjoy it and the other person will not stop talking. So if you do this, just be mindful of like the vibe, the situation. Like if you know that it's not the right time to be chatting it up during the dirty, don't do it. There's nothing worse to a woman than when we're getting into it and it especially if it's going good and we feel good about the intimacy and you're talking, that literally makes me want to put my pants on and go home. Like there is nothing that will make me get up faster than someone who won't stop talking during the nasty. And it's funny because a lot of women said that this was an ick for them. It definitely wasn't mentioned like as much as some of the other icks, but men, please take notes. Just enjoy the moment. Stop asking us every five minutes how we feel. Save the commentary for after and just let me enjoy my two minutes. Thank you. Anyways, number 13, and this one is such a sign of the times. I feel like social media is both our best friend and our worst enemy. So ick number 13 that women said is when a guy uses social media like Snapchat or Instagram to communicate instead of texting or calling. This one I definitely agree with too, because there's nothing worse than getting to know someone and you're, you know, you're trying to hold a conversation. You're trying to have, especially if you're trying to have a deep conversation and they're like, what's your Snapchat? First of all, if you are over 25 as a man, I'm going to need you to stop using Snapchat as your only form of communication. Like if we're texting and snapping and like we have each other on Instagram, whatever, that's one thing. But if that's your main source of communication as a whole ass man, grow up. And not only am I going to say grow up, but what is the reason? Like I personally have my own opinions on this and I feel like there is a reason why sometimes people use social media instead of texting or calling or FaceTiming. And I don't ever want to assume that it's a negative reason, but I think that in a lot of cases when I've heard of people using, you know, Snap or TikTok or Instagram to communicate versus texting or calling, sometimes there is a nefarious reason. And I'm not saying that's the case 100% of the time, but it's definitely like a red flag in my book. Because to me, I look at it this way. If you have social media, then that obviously means that you have a phone. And if you have a phone, that obviously means that you have a phone number. So like, why are you not using it? I don't know. It's just weird to me and it doesn't give me good vibes when people do that. So I'm going to say that that's an ick for me too. And I feel like social media has become like such a controversial topic in the realm of dating because to some people it's like super important. Like they, it's really important to them how they communicate, but to some people they don't care. Um, But I think really what it boils down to is are you and your partner or the person that you're talking to on the same page about like what type of communication that you guys want to have. And that's not me giving any type of dating advice, but I'm saying that if you're someone who doesn't get the ick about like social media or someone using Snapchat as like their primary source of 
communication, then that might not be an ick for you. But if you're with someone who prefers to call and you're sitting there sending a bunch of snaps, then you guys aren't communicating the same. You're not speaking the same language. And so a lot of things can get misinterpreted if you're not like on the same page about that. But yeah, for me personally, Snapchat, all that stuff, ick. If you're not going to text or call, like I'm a big call person. I feel like if you have something important to say, I want to hear it in your voice. I want to see your face. That's just how I am, but to each their own. Okay, moving on to number 12. Number 12 isn't even like an ick. It's more of a basic human decency thing, but I'm really glad that it's on here. So number 12 is anyone who puts down or has a derogatory comment about the LGBTQ plus community. This isn't even just an ick. Like I said, if you do this in general, I would do some serious inner work and figure out why it is you feel the need to treat people this way. If you have opinions about a specific group or type of person, you're allowed to have those opinions on the inside of you. But to voice them when literally no one asks, to me, that's just, there's something wrong with you. And I don't mean that in like a finger pointing, there's something wrong with you type of way. But if you feel the need to voice those opinions to people who don't care, which I'm going to tell you right now, people of that community and people of other communities do not care what you think. But once you start making it this loud voice of a thing and you're starting to project your feelings and insecurities about it onto us, onto other people, that's when it becomes a problem. Like if you're sitting there on a date and no one's talking about anything that has to do with this and you just randomly start spewing hate about a certain group of people, that really shows like what type of person you are and not even just in like a political sense because there's definitely ways to get your point across about your political views, how you feel about certain topics without being like crude or, you know, bashing other people. You can do it in a very tactful and respectful way that's constructed into a conversation versus as just spewing hate and just saying derogatory comments about somebody. And I think the worst part about it is when it comes to calling it an ick, that is the part that makes it an ick, right? It's the derogatory comments. It's the uh, nicknames or the, the, the slander that comes with that community. And it's like, okay, if you don't like a certain group or a certain type of person, you're entitled to that opinion. But don't just go announcing it when nobody asked. And honestly, when I come across people that are racist, homophobic, fatphobic, et cetera, I just think like, wow, you are broken and not and like, again, not in a sense of there's something wrong with you, like shame on you, but shame on you. But I just feel like those people are so broken. Like, how do you hate yourself that much that you're going to be hateful towards other people when they make choices that have absolutely nothing to do with you? That's a whole nother topic for another day, but I just had to get that out there because I literally can't stand when people are hateful for just no reason based on decisions that have nothing to do with them. Hot button topic, and I definitely get very passionate about it, so it's getting hot in here for me. Moving on, ick number 11. Again, this one is more of a decent human thing, but number 11 is fetishizing someone by their skin tone, especially women of color. I can't tell you how many times I've heard this happening and it's sickening, you guys. I literally had a guy tell me one time that 
the only reason that he slept with a black girl, a woman of color, was because he wanted to cross it off his list. Off his list. Why are we making lists about people of certain races or certain ethnicities to cross off? Why are we doing that? Why are we making people of certain groups goalposts and moving them when we conquer them? And that's the other thing too. Why are we looking at specific groups of people as something to conquer? I don't want to say it's a certain type of guy that does this, but if you're a woman and this has happened to you, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Certain types of guys will do this, especially to women of color, and it's not fair and it's weird to say the least, but it's so uncomfortable because you'll really be thinking like, okay, this guy is like interested in me and like, you know, we're really hitting it off. And then to have a guy tell you that they've, oh, I've never been with a Latina girl before. I've never been with a black girl before. I've never been with an Asian girl. It's like, why are you men saying this? The amount of women that commented that this has happened to them was disgusting. I need you guys to just stop doing this. Again, I'm just super passionate about that topic too, because as someone who's biracial, this has happened to me one too many times and I'm over it. This also happens with moms and moms, if you're listening to me, I know you know what I'm talking about with guys fetishizing the fact that we're moms, but that's a whole nother topic. And I talked about it a little bit on last week's episode. So if you haven't given that a listen, go back and listen to last week's and the week before that. People aren't trophies or collection items, Pokemon cards, whatever. Men, if you're going out with a woman of color just because you, quote, haven't before or because it's, quote, on your list, again, seek help. I would personally give you my therapist number, but she's booked and busy and she probably doesn't want to talk to you. (laughs) Moving on with ick number 10, speaking over me or interrupting me. Yeah, this one's definitely an ick. This one's like really bothersome because have you ever been out with someone or just, you know, even in a group setting, on a date, anything, and they can't let you finish what you were saying. Most women, when it came to this topic, said that it makes them want to just shut down and not even communicate altogether. And I completely agree with that statement. If you're having a conversation with someone and they're just overlapping you or they're cutting you off and they're not even, like they're almost letting you say what you have to say just so they can get out what they have to say, you completely just check out of the conversation because it's like, you don't need me here. You could talk to a brick wall and you'd be fine. If you're someone that loves to interrupt people, I suggest you start a podcast. You can talk to yourself. No one's around. You can say everything that you want to say. But for the love of God, stop going on dates. As women, we have said this collectively. Stop going on dates having a conversation with us and not letting us finish our fucking sentence. It drives us crazy. There is a huge difference between hearing someone and listening to them. If you're only listening to someone talk so you can prepare for what you have to say next, then you're not really hearing them. And I know for a fact that men love to feel heard and understood just just as we women do. So as women, when we talk and we're trying to get to know you and you talk over us. I mean, it seriously is like the quickest way for us to leave. So seriously, just don't do it. Let us finish what we have to say. Even if you don't agree with it, even if you counter it, whatever, let us finish our freaking sentence. Okay. Okay. Number nine, talking sexually from the very first conversation or too early on. 
I had so, so, so many comments about this. And when I say so many women said this, it was insane. And I agree a thousand percent. This is definitely like on my top five icks when it comes to me personally dating. And unless we've both agreed that we're like having something casual or that it is a hookup, can you guys, can you men please stop making it sexual after like the first hi or hello? Like, is there any way you guys can have a casual conversation without bringing up sex in the first five minutes? What happened to hi? Hello. How are you? What's your name? Why do we have to jump into like the sexual stuff within the first five minutes? I don't get it. I could literally see someone who is a nine physically, like someone that checks most of my boxes, someone that I find attractive, has their shit together. And as soon as they start bringing on like the sexual conversation too early, I'm, I'm out. I have checked out. I'm leaving. I cannot get out of there fast enough. I think to us, especially for me, it's a huge ick and a red flag because it just shows us that you have a huge lack of control a huge lack of self-control definitely, but a huge lack of sexual control. And if we're already like in a relationship and you know, you're at work and we're texting back and forth, that's one thing to get sexual. But if I've literally had your number for a day, a couple of days, even after like the first date and you're getting overly sexual, I need you to calm down. And again, it goes back to reciprocation too, right? I mean, if we've talked about it and I've expressed a sexual interest then that's one thing. But why are some of these men so brazen and comfortable bringing it up? Major ick, and I will stand behind my girls on that. Coming in hot, we've got number eight, and it is, (laughs) this one's my personal favorite, and that's when a guy is constantly putting his exes down. This is a hot button topic for me again. I need you guys to understand something. There is a huge difference between saying, it didn't work out. They weren't for me. We weren't good for each other versus like talking shit and talking down on your ex. Now I know you're probably sitting there thinking, Destiny, what if my ex really was a piece of shit? And you know, there's just no other way around it. I get that. We all have an ex that's like not our favorite ex, but if you're sitting there telling your new partner, like how shitty they are, and you're really laying it on thick, putting them down, calling them names, like what are we doing that for? I hear you. I've been there. I definitely have exes that like aren't my favorite people in the world, but to call your ex names and be hateful just shows a level of anger towards someone who's no longer in your life anymore. And I always say that if you don't care about something anymore, you're not going to constantly bring it up and you're not going to constantly talk about it. So to me, that being an ick, if I'm on a date with a guy and he's just constantly shit talking his ex, that's not even an ick for me. That's just a red flag. Like I'm going to get out of there as fast as I can because I know that you have not done the healing. You've not processed how your emotions are towards that person. And I don't want to be anywhere near that. I believe you can tastefully tell somebody why someone wasn't good for you and why it didn't work out instead of trashing them completely. Like I can say, yes, I had a toxic ex that, you know, was abusive to me and it didn't work out. And these are the things that I'm no longer going to put up with, but I'm not going to go out of my way to tell someone, especially my new partner that like, oh, they're a piece of shit or whatever. I'm not going to say that because I've done the work to heal. I've done the work to process like how I felt about the situation. So I genuinely don't 
have any animosity or like anger towards any specific person. So men, when we're sitting in front of you and you're telling us like, oh, my ex was crazy. She's such a B word. That just shows us so much without showing us a lot. We don't even need to see anything else by you telling us that. It tells us a lot about you as a person and how you process your emotions. And there's nothing sexier than a man who is emotionally intelligent and knows how to process their emotions. So we love that. Ick number seven, and this one we are dead serious about. So many people agreed with this one. So many people commented on this one. Number seven, disgusting apartments or houses. Let me tell you, there is nothing worse than getting to know someone coming back to their place and seeing that their sheets haven't been washed in ages. You've got empty dip spit bottles around where you sleep. My God, especially if you think you know you're going to have someone over, why does your place look like that? Men, if you're listening, I promise you us women remember that shit too. I don't care. Literally, I could forget everything else about the date. I could forget, you know, how big your whatever was or what kind of dog you had. I will never forget what type of house or apartment you had, what type of car, like how dirty it was, how clean it was. I can still tell you to this day, even partners that I've been with that it hasn't worked out. I specifically remember how clean they were as a person, how clean their place was. Cause that shit sticks with you. Men, if you know that you're about to go on a date or you're about to have a girl over or a woman over why not just do your due diligence and make sure that you have your shit together? Like, I don't want to see yesterday's toothpaste on your mirror, okay? I don't want to see a week's worth of water bottles in your bed, around your bed. I don't want to see it. It's disgusting, especially if we're going to, you know, do whatever later. I need you guys to get it together. I specifically remember this one guy that I used to talk to, and it obviously didn't work out. You know, just distance, we live too far away, whatever. But even though it didn't work out, I will never forget how clean this man's house was. Like, it was probably one of the cleanest places I had ever been to. And I was like, wow, this is like the standard. Like, this is what every man's house should look like. It should smell good. It should have a candle. You know, like, your furniture should be clean. End of story. Like I said, especially if you know you're going to go on a date. Number six, speaking of dates, when, and this is straight from the horse's mouth, this is what the lady said when I asked, again, 3,000 women, number six, when they, they meaning men, ask you on a date but expect you to plan it. This one's a pet peeve of mine too, pet peeve, this one's a pet peeve of mine too, and I personally love when a man makes the effort and takes the initiative to plan the first date. I know that some people feel a little bit differently about that, but in my opinion, it's like we as women already have enough to worry about when we're getting ready for a first date, especially moms. Moms, if you're listening to this, you know we have to secure someone to watch our kid or our kids, whatever. We have to, you know, schedule it. It can't just be like on a whim. You know, we're getting our nails done. Maybe you're getting your hair done. You're getting a cute outfit, whatever. And all of that stuff takes planning. So men, what do you have to do when you're getting ready for a date? Show up. <laughs> so you guys have like the quote easy part. 
So I personally feel like it's very chivalrous to plan the date and orchestrate like what's going to happen because it shows that you care. It shows that you've put thought into what we're going to do, where you're going to take me. And it's just nice. I think women all agree on this post that we all like to feel like, um, we're being taken care of and like we're being prepared for. But like I said, different strokes for different folks. Some people are okay with, you know, planning the date for the person and some people aren't. So it just, it really depends on preference. If you're a woman and you like to plan the date for your man, especially if you guys have been dating for a while, I think that's awesome. If I'm dating someone for like a long time and we're in a committed relationship, I love to plan shit. Like that's my thing. But if we're in the early stages of getting to know each other, then I definitely agree with this one. I think that the guy should plan it. Okay, guys, we're getting into the home stretch now. We're at number five and it goes along with the one that we talked about earlier. And it says men who are willing to put down other women. Like we said earlier, it's a pretty big red flag, but it's not always something that you're going to see right away. In my last episode, <laughs> I told you guys about the guy that I dated who he had some mom issues and he literally hated his mom. I don't think I mentioned that in my last episode, but I mentioned their relationship as a whole and he would call her like every name in the book. Like the first time I heard him call her a name, I was completely taken off guard. Like I did not expect that. And it wasn't just any name. It was the C word. If you guys know, you know, I was literally in shock. I couldn't believe it. And so he went on, you know, into the relationship to call her like many other names too. And I was like, nope, I, I got to get out of this. It's like I was saying earlier, if a man is willing to talk poorly about women, especially the important women in his life, such as his mom, the mother of his children, etc., an ex-wife, then rest assured he will talk poorly about you. And that's not me making assumptions. That's just straight fact. Like, if you've ever noticed, if you've ever been in contact with a man that talks poorly about the important women in their life, it doesn't get any better from there. Like eventually it will be you. And ladies, I think this is one thing that we get really confused about. And I've definitely been confused about it years ago in the past. And that is, you know, thinking, oh, he would never talk about me that way or he would never say that about me. Like it, it's just her. It's just that one person. But you have to think no matter what someone has done, like I said in the beginning, if you're willing to shit talk them and call them names and be hateful, I mean truly hateful, you, that's so deep rooted with inside you and you can't change a person like that. If you're in the early stages of dating someone and they are calling their moms those type of names, they're calling their exes those type of names, just run. Do yourself a favor. Run. Wish them love, light, healing, and all of that and get out of there. And men, if you're listening to this and you know that you're one of these guys, this is the part where you turn off the podcast, look for some therapy online, and you know, we'll see you later. But ladies, if you're dealing with a man like this, I can tell you from experience, it never gets better. And men with integrity and respect are not going to call women out of their name, no matter how much they dislike them, no matter what kind of past they've had with them, it just won't happen. So keep that in mind that how people treat other people is a direct reflection of how they feel about themselves. It has absolutely nothing to do with you. Okay, you guys, we're getting to the top of the list and I've got to say, 
I did not expect some of these to be as highly requested as they were. So if you follow me on Instagram, number four is not going to shock you, but a huge handful of women said that this was their ick. Number four is men wearing flip-flops. I'm just going to say that men showing their feet in general, but men wearing flip-flops. This is actually hilarious because if you ever think about men's feet, like what are you picturing in your head? Because when I hear men's feet, I think about like the nasty feet. And I know that there's a huge population of men who actually do take care of their feet, get pedicures, etc. So I just want to say that, but y'all, we as women really don't want to see your feet. Like if we are on a beach, you need to be wearing socks or snow boots. And if we're at the pool, socks, paper bags, whatever it takes, I don't want to see them. I posted that the other day on my Instagram about how much I did not like men's feet. And I had so many angry guys saying like, oh, what about me? I take care of my feet. Well, we're not talking about you. We're talking about the nasty, crusty corns that are out there walking around in sandals. Don't do it. I actually had a guy one time on a date take his shoes off like immediately as soon as the date started. And I was like shook. I was like, what just happened? Did you actually just take your shoes off on our date? His feet were fine. They weren't totally gross, but I was so, I was like, how are guys so comfortable taking their shoes off? Like, why are you so comfortable showing your feet? Men, I hate to tell you this, but we are discontinuing sandals, flip-flops altogether. They are now for girls only. You cannot buy them anymore. Thank you. Okay, so number three, the third biggest ick that women have, immediate pet names. Babe, baby, boo, sugar, sweetie, any of that after the first couple of messages, I'm not surprised that this one was as talked about as much as it was because it is very cringy when you're starting to talk to someone and they're just like overdoing it with the pet names or the nicknames because it's almost like you don't know me well enough to be saying that. So how many other people are you saying that to? In the grand scheme of things, I guess there's nothing really wrong with doing that. So guys, if you're doing that and you know, you've had luck with that and that works for you whatever, but personally it's an ick for me and it is an ick for a lot of other women because they talked about it so heavily on this census. But I feel like not too much thought is put into those types of nicknames. Like, yeah, if you've been dating someone for a while, it's different. Or like if we're in a relationship, you calling me like sweetie, babe, all that stuff, obviously. But if I've known you for five minutes, why are you calling me that? Personally, I find it super endearing when someone uses my actual name. Like, do any of you girls feel that way? Like when someone just says your first name when they're addressing you and it feels like warm. I don't know. Maybe that's just me, but I personally love it. I don't like the pet nicknames either. I think they're cringy. And I think the problem is when you go in calling someone babe or baby or whatever and you don't know much about them, it gives a sense of like... Why do you feel so comfortable doing that? Like, why do you feel like it's creepy? Just stop doing it. Men, if you're listening to this, stop doing it. Okay, so one of the funniest girls in this census said this, and I, it took me out. Number two, when the white crust forms around his mouth. (laughs) Okay, first of all, I have so many questions. Is this, is this from having dry lips or what? Is this the crust from like dry mouth? Like what is this white stuff? With winter coming, I need you guys to take care of your mouth, please. That 
means we're brushing. That means we're using mouthwash. <laughs> Go to CVS right now and get Aquaphor, Carmex, whatever to put on your lips. If I see any of you men walking around with crust on your mouth, <laughs> personally, I see white crust anywhere and I'm out. <laughs> okay, maybe not anywhere, but if I see white crust on your mouth, I'm out. I'm going to have to have this girl on my podcast so she can tell me what exactly this stuff is because I cannot. And apparently it's the second biggest ick. Like there were so many comments, so many responses to this. The women said yes, that they agreed. So I, but I fully am here for it. I understand it. Stop being crusty. If you've made it this far in the podcast, you've made it to number one. The top ick that women talked about when it comes to dating I honestly didn't expect this one because there were so many on this list that I thought would be at number one, but this is number one. When it comes to dating, the top ick is seeing a man's ass crack when it's not supposed to be seen. And I'm going to throw in there most of the time, the whole ass is not even pleasant to look at, but I'm going to agree with the girls on this one because honestly, why is your butt crack showing? Why is your, why are your jeans not fitting? When I saw this on the thread, I just got a visual of a man's ass crack and that that was it for me. That was enough for me to agree with it. Men, I'm sorry if you feel roasted right now or if you feel like you've been thrown under the bus this podcast, but you know what's a better fix for this problem is just gray sweatpants for everyone. Let me see what I'm working with. Let me see what's really going on instead of you guys wearing jeans. That way we don't have to deal with the ass crack. I, there's not a chance I'm going to see it and everyone wins. And on that note, I'm going to wrap this up by saying, if you're in the dating world and you're also on your self-healing journey, know what your icks are, know what your red flags are, understand what your pet peeves are and know what you're looking for. Let's just collectively agree that red flags are red and not orange. I've made this mistake in the past too, but ladies, they're red. Men, they're red, not orange. And just have fun. It can be stressful and scary sometimes, but be able to laugh about it. Understand that some people just aren't our people and that's fine. And that being said, I love you guys so much. Thank you to all the women that tuned into the census, that voted, that gave their opinion, their funny stories. If you guys have any more funny stories, feel free to email me, shoot me a message, whatever. If you want more healing content, stay tuned for episodes weekly. For gym content, you know you can find me on my training site. And for everything in between, shoot me an email. Thanks for being here and I'll see you guys next time. Bye-bye.